0: Happy Monday, and welcome to another episode of Life Insurance HQ, the podcast. I'm your host Jason Miracle. We're uh, glad you're able to listen to us today, and look forward to talking about a topic that not a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, it's, topic's called a 1035 exchange, um, and, and the process of a 1035 exchange, and we're going to get into this is moving from one permanent life insurance policy to another permanent life insurance policy. And all 1035 is, it's a section of the IRS code that governs how that exchange is to occur and the benefits to the policy owner for doing that. A lot of people are more familiar with a 1031 exchange and a 1031 exchange is simply when you sell a uh, building or a home, and you have a certain period of time to put that money into a new home without recognizing income taxes on the game. And a 1035 exchange is very similar, except it's done with an insurance policy. So 1035 exchange is is a, a part of the Internal Revenue Code. And It allows, as mentioned previously, policy owners to exchange one life insurance policy for another. They can also exchange a life insurance policy for an annuity. They can exchange an annuity for an annuity. What they can't do is exchange an annuity for a life insurance policy. So today we're gonna focus mostly on, actually not mostly, entirely on life insurance 1035 exchanges, because after all this is the life insurance HQ podcast. And so let's get into uh, how it works. So a a life insurance 1035 exchange allows policy owners to make tax-free exchanges of policy values from an existing policy to a new policy. When doing a 1035 exchange, what happens is the original carrier of the existing policy will transfer the policy values directly to the new life insurance carrier that is issuing the new policy. So the policy owner will never actually take receipt of policy values. They are exchanged between insurance companies. Um, Now, certain carriers do make it very difficult to do 1035 exchanges. So when you do these, well, there are a lot of benefits that we're going to get into. Understand that um, carriers, especially the one who's losing, let's just call it the cash value, can create a lot of obstacles uh, in order to send it to the new carrier. Now, there, there really, in my opinion, are two main reasons that people do uh, like to do 1035 exchange. The, the first one is, Um, They're in a position where their cash value is greater than the sum of premiums they've paid into the policy. And so let's say they've put $100,000 over the years into the policy, and now we've got a a cash value of, let's just call it $250,000. Well, if we were just to surrender that policy, call the insurance carrier and say, hey, listen, I'd rather have my two hundred fifty dollars than have the coverage. The carrier is going to send you the two hundred fifty back, but you've got a hundred and fifty thousand dollars gain. So we've got two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the policy. We've got hundred thousand dollars basis. So we have a hundred and fifty thousand dollars gain. What's going to happen is at the end of the year, the insurance carrier is going to send you a ten ninety nine R, recognizing the gain of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, what makes that gain unique is it is going to be subject to ordinary income taxes. So on a $150,000 gain, let's just say you're in a 30% tax bracket, which you're probably in a little bit higher of one, but let's just say it's 30%, um, it's $45,000 that you'd owe in taxes. And so there are, So, so a, a 1035 exchange might make sense, um, especially depending on what the design is. Okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. The other thing it allows us to do is preserve our cost basis, okay? So in our prior example, we had a cost basis of $100,000. Well, when we go to, um, let's let's kind of flip the script. Let's say I have a $100,000 cost basis and I only have 70,000 of cash value. And let's say you do a review of that policy and it makes sense to consider um, acquiring a new policy. Well, when that 1035 exchange occurs, the the new policy is going to recognize the same basis you had in the old policy. So you're not losing in that example, $30,000 worth of basis. So when it comes over, it holds on to it, um, which can create a benefit down the road. There are situations where um, it may make sense to explore alternative strategies, um, but but. It, that's a big reason to do it. Now, when you're doing a 1035 exchange, the, it's very important. Um, the Whoever is listed as the owner of the original policy needs to also be the owner of the new policy. So if I own the existing policy personally, and I want to 1035 exchange it to a new policy that's owned by my trust. I am not able to do that, okay? It's not allowed, it's part of the code. Now, if I want to exchange it to a new policy where I'm the owner, since the owner of the existing coverage is the same as the owner of the new coverage, they'll let that happen. In addition, the insured has to be the same. So I've got, in fact, we're working on a, uh, with a client right now where we have an individual policy insuring the husband but they're at a point in life where survivorship policy makes a survivorship policy makes more sense which ensures the lives of both spouses and pays the death benefit on the second death it's a lot less expensive of a policy so we're able to secure a significantly more amount uh significantly more uh, higher death benefit um and so we'd ideally like to do a 1035 exchange because he's got existing policies with quite a bit of cash value in them. Um, but because we have different insureds and we're ultimately going to have different owners, we're not gonna be able to do a 1035 exchange. Um, we're, we're taking a different approach there. And it's it's unfortunate that we're not able to do that, um, but that's the reality of the situation. So let's let's talk about the benefits of doing a 1035 exchange. Um, other than tax avoidance and preserving our, our policy basis, you know, there are, and this isn't applicable all the time. Okay. It's just some of the things we're seeing, some of the things we've seen in the past. Um, You may be in a policy that you're say putting in, I don't know, thousand dollars a month and you've built up some cash value and you've got a million dollars of coverage, whatever the number is. I, in fact, uh, I have some real numbers. Uh, let me share these with you. So let's, uh, let's take a 45. I, I, we had a client that we did a, a review for, and his 45 year old with a $1 million whole life insurance policy, and the annual premium was $12,000 a year. And he purchased the policy, uh, 20 years ago. So he's now 65, he has a cost basis of $240,000 and he has policy cash values of just under $370,000, I'm sorry, $317,000. So he's got uh, just over a $75,000 gain in the policy. And he's 65 now and he, we looked at the policy and it's a good policy. Some of his goals have changed a little bit Um, but he wanted to look at reducing his ongoing premiums, um, because they were going to continue for his whole life. And so we looked at just securing a million dollars of coverage and doing a 1035 exchange of the $317,000. And we used a current assumption, universal life policy, a little bit different. We'll do another episode on that. But by doing that, we were able to reduce the annual premium for the remainder of his life from twelve thousand to two thousand. Okay, it's not a total apples to apples comparison, but it made sense for him because we could, you know, he's getting ready to retire. He's looking at, you know, reducing some of his expenses. Uh, In this situation, we were able to reduce that twelve thousand dollars of annual premium or monthly premium, in that case, down to a, a, a total $2,000 outlay per year for a million dollars of coverage. So a 1035 exchange can help in reducing ongoing costs. As we all know, things change, the prices of things change. Even though we might be older, there may be some uh, carrier out there that may have a better product or a product that fits your situation um, a little bit better. Then the other thing we looked at with the same client is, well, what if we just kept the same $12,000 premium and still did a 1035 exchange? And again, we we looked at and ran current assumption universal life policies. And assuming we pay $12,000 a year, we could increase the coverage from 1 million to 1.5 million. So that was pretty good, uh, pretty good opportunity for him. Um, and then we also looked at hey, what if what if we want just guaranteed coverage? So we don't want to, you know, current assumption universal life is subject to certain current assumptions. Those assumptions being the crediting rate, the current crediting rate um, and the current cost of insurance. We looked at a guaranteed policy because there's no moving parts. As long as we make the premium payment, the insurance carrier has a con- contractual obligation back to us to pay that death benefit and they can never change the premium and so we we like those kind of contracts right now um uh, they're a little bit more expensive but i think over time they will ultimately end up being less expensive so we looked at a guaranteed policy again doing the 1035 exchange of the same 318 thousand dollar amount and the annual premium was seven thousand dollars for a million dollars coverage. so we were able to reduce the 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 contract premium by five thousand, and keep that million dollars um, of coverage. Uh, then we ran kind of what I called a, uh, you know, kind of a fun run um, to see what this thing really does. And this, the, the next situation is situations where hey, I don't, I don't even need the coverage anymore, but I've got this taxable gain, and I hate taxes more than I hate life insurance, right? Um, what can you do for me? And so this was a situation where we wanted to uh, potentially reduce the face amount as much as possible, bring the the money over from the old policy into the new policy and not make any premium payments. And then see if at some point in the future, we might be able to pull money out of the policy through withdrawals and loans on a tax-free basis. And so we brought, we looked at, okay, we're going to bring over the 318,000. And ultimately what we were able to do is we, we use an index universal life policy. We didn't make any huge assumptions. I think we assumed a crediting rate of 5%. um, And that resulted in a a death benefit of uh, just over $460,000. Now remember he's 65. So he's a little bit older uh, for utilizing this strategy, but it's still, Made sense. So what we did is we secured the four hundred and sixty, uh, and we just let we let we let that ten thirty five exchange money sit in the policy for ten years, and beginning in year eleven, for ten years, it was projected that he was going to be able to access forty four thousand dollars per year tax free. So we brought over three hundred and eighteen thousand dollars instead of paying taxes on that $75,000 game, we brought it into the policy. We let it you know, cook or vest or whatever you want to call it for 10 years. And then we were able to pull out $440,000 on a tax-free basis. And at the end of it, there's a residual benefit to his beneficiaries of about, you know, depending on when he passes away, anywhere from $5,000 to $30,000 of death benefit. So that was a great option for him and it's a great option for people that are thinking like i don't want to pay taxes and what can we do so i don't have to and i've got this policy with a lot of money in it with this big gain what are my options that's certainly one of them you know where we're seeing where we're also seeing a lot of 1035 exchange exchanges occur is on policies that have loans on them Um, A lot of them are whole life policies that people stop making premium payments on, and it triggered these loans. And without them knowing, in some cases, these loans grew to be pretty substantial. And so in in a lot of those policies, they have an 8% loan rate. And it's really disadvantageous right now to have those 8% loans because the policies aren't getting credited anywhere near 8 and so with a lot of those policies with policy loans, I mean, we've got one client we're working with right now, he's got a $1.3 million gain in his policy with zero basis. And he's only got about 1.4 million of total gross cash value, which is a net cash value of a hundred thousand. If he were to surrender that policy, he'd be looking at uh, income tax of five to $600,000. And so, you know, we want to look at alternatives that prevent the taxation um, on these gates and provides that tax free benefit either in the form of distributions for the policy or uh, the death benefit. And so, those are those are so just to kind of go back and review the benefits of a ten thirty five exchange. Is perhaps you are going to be one able to reduce ongoing premium payments um, on the existing death benefit that you already have. Two, you may be able to increase the amount of coverage without any additional cost. Three, you might be able to get better product guarantees or products that are guaranteed relative or compared to what you're in. Three, you might be able to take advantage of a different type of policy. Perhaps you're in a whole life. And then maybe a a universal life, some form of a universal life policy makes more sense. Maybe you have a universal life policy and a whole life policy makes more sense. It doesn't <laughs> matter to me. We, we look at the market. Um, we don't care, right? We just want to help you. And, and then the last, the last reason to do it is, is, you know, you've got existing policy loans on, on, on coverage and you need maybe a more efficient product or a product with better loan terms. And, uh, And that could be a huge, huge benefit for you. So listen, 1035 Exchange don't work every time. Um, We encourage you to hopefully work with us or or, or somebody who knows what they're doing um, to make the right recommendation for you. Uh, If you'd like to learn more uh, or explore some of your existing coverage, you can reach us at lihq at miracleco.com. That's Ms and Mary E-R-I-C-L-E-C-O.com. You can get more information on 1035 Exchanges at miracleco.com. Again, that's Ms and Mary E-R-I-C-L-E-C-O.com. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We look forward to catching up with you again next week. Um, hopefully you're either having a great week or enjoying your great week. So we'll we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks so much.